I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool. Man, that is good. I'm just that sad. Is really sad. Wow. <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good. This is Big Bloom bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Packs, exploring their F3 experiences and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. special guest uh, with us. I'm excited for this guy. He was uh, recently the PsyQ at Top Rope, uh, brought a lot of fun and flavor to that AO, has also done a phenomenal job engaging uh, some other men in a uh, divorced dad's group, uh, and just uh, just a good guy. I know you've seen him out there in the gloom, and we've got Doppler on the podcast today. So Doppler, uh, great to see you, man. You, you look phenomenal, first of all. Uh, but uh, where we like to start off is really just um, kind of getting the backstory, who EH, uh, what was the first workout like, uh, if you remember who the Q was maybe, and then uh, how we landed on the, the name Doppler. So if you don't mind, share, share us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, first off, thanks for having me. Uh, I've been listening for a while. It's a great show. So it's really great to know all the packs in Omaha that I might not get a chance to talk to too much. Um, yeah, so for, for me, I started in November of 2021. So yeah. 2020, I don't know, 2021, I think, is when I when I started. Uh, short sale EH'd me, and he had actually tried to EH me a few months earlier. I was, our boys are in the same grade, in the same class, and I was in his kitchen one day, and I was like, what the heck happened to you, dude? You look great, you know? And he just was like, oh, I got this thing, fitness, fellowship, and faith that I'm doing. It's great. You should come with me. And, you know, full disclosure, the word faith was, I was like, nope, I don't want to go to a church workout group. That's not my thing, but you look great. Keep, keep kicking butt. Um, a few months later, uh, some active duty air force for the guys who don't know me. Um, I was getting promoted to master sergeant, which was a rank that, that I've really wanted to make for a long time. It's a, a step into the senior NCO ranks. There's three tiers. It's an airman NCO, it's non-commissioned officer or sergeant, and then senior non-commissioned officers where I'm at now. And it's it's a rank that holds a lot of meaning to me. And uh, as I was putting my rank on, I was kind of doing what I think most people do when they're taking that big next step in their life at work or other places. And short sale was was there at my promotion party that night. And you know, like he still looked fantastic. And I was like, God dang it. And I was like, what? I was like, you're just doing this F3 thing, huh? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, pick me up Tuesday. And he's like, heck yeah. So he picked me up Tuesday and brought me to Wild Kingdom, where I didn't even know till I actually looked back at the queue much later. I thought Mufasa was the queue just because Mufasa is a loudmouth. Um, but it was actually cheap seats uh, on the queue that day. And we did a deck of cards circle workout where we had a bear crawl to the middle, flip a card over and then do whatever exercise was done with it. And I was like 220 pounds at that point. I, I managed to lose about 40 pounds in my F3 journey. And I was not in good shape, which is a big part of the reason I was like trying to be a better leader, be a better person, better version of myself. I'm sorry, I got my, like, like anybody who comes out for the most part, I got my, my butt just handed to me. 
Um, and, but it was great. And it was dark. It was the darkest, it's the darkest AO and it lived up to its name because it was early November. Um, so I, I didn't recognize anybody, but I do know Mufasa had his orange hoodie on, um, which is, you know, a great calling card for him. Um, and then for going into the middle of the circle, I got there and I kind of knew what to expect a little bit. He, he gave me a little, your standard heads up. Uh, I just introduced, I, I am Brian. Uh, I'm active with the Air Force. I'm a meteorologist for the Air Force. And then somebody just yelled at Doppler and they said, get the heck out of the circle. And it was, it was a blur. Who knows? It might've been five minutes and I was just still, you know, oozy from the workout. I'm, I can't be sure. Uh, so yeah, I, I, it's funny. Sometimes I see you guys get in there and, and you know, kind of waffle around for a while. And mine, it felt like it was over in two seconds. And yeah, I like it because uh, yeah, I'm a weather nerd, honestly, as much as I try to be cool. Uh, I definitely am a weather nerd at heart. Um, so yeah, and then I guess from there, it was kind of a, it wasn't full on love at first sight for me with, with F3, that very first one. I was like, that's, that was really cool. I'm enjoying this. Uh, and then I came out, I think Thursday to the berm, uh, you know, got that day off. And then I think that Saturday, Nightcrawler was hosting a Veterans Day Ruck, where they were collecting a whole bunch of uh, goods for for a homeless shelter downtown, a veterans homeless shelter. And I was like, well, that's that's right up my alley. That would be a great idea to do something. I don't have anything going on this Saturday. And so I just threw a bunch of the veterans shelter in my backpack and came out. And it was three hours of just rocking. And for anybody who's got the chance to rock or pre-run knows that a great chat time to meet people and get to know guys and it was kind of like going from zero to, to 60 or 100 real quick um just figuring out what guys were want to talk about I walked next to safe ride first thing and heard all about him uh with his kiddos i was going through a real nasty divorce at the time uh and it was kind of nice like guys were actually interested in asking about it and hearing about it and hearing my story and just listening and that was really cool. I ended up walking next to Pat Patton for a long time that morning. Another guy, Survivor. I spent most of my time talking to a, an FNG uh, who we called Survivor, who Nightcrawler brought, and then I think never came back. So I was like, oh, dang it, you know. So I must have scared him off. A bit of a rambler, as you might pick up in this episode. Uh, so yeah. Uh, and then to really seal the deal, next Friday, Shorttail actually got COVID that weekend. Uh, and so he, so he didn't get to hang out with me the next week, but Patton in true F3 form came in and, and grabbed my, grabbed me. was like, you're coming with me this week. Took me to Titan Alley. Uh, and I did a Murph and just got my butt absolutely handed to me, but FDIC and pure FDIC form hung out with me the whole time and kept telling me that I was not the sorry sack of crap. I kept telling him I was for being slow. Um, and really helped me out as he, as I was a six the whole time. And then that Friday at the combine, uh, I just was like, well, you go to coffee afterwards. And I didn't know what Q source even was. And I just sat down all of a sudden, somebody's like, all right, let's go. And I was like, what's happening now? And all of a sudden these guys are like opening up their hearts and having serious guided discussion. And the conversation quickly turned to, to our fathers and, and their influence in their lives. And my dad is just, he's just the best. He's like, incredible guy who's always been this calm, stable, reassuring, warm, incredible person. Uh, so my dad and I are super close and it was just like, I was able to share a part of that and guys were like super excited to hear about it. And then slow pitch shot me a text afterwards. And I was like, I don't know what this is, but I was really hungry for this. 
and I'm really glad I found it like a weekend. So I was, I was just hooked from that point on and kind of quickly became a six day a week guy just because I never wanted to miss somebody's cue. It's always somebody I wanted to see. And uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it happened. All wrapped up in a nice little bow for you. Yeah, I, I love that. We'll just end it here then. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's it. No, that's phenomenal. I, I, you know, it's amazing hearing that because um, it does take more than just one post, right? To like fully understand it, to fully get bought in, but just your journey over the first couple of weeks. I mean, you literally experience almost every type of workout we offer. Um, and, and I think the key there you mentioned was like that, the rucking um, and, you know, just that, that really immersion into second half. Um, I, I love that. I, I'm curious, you mentioned you lost about 40 pounds. So congrats on that. That's amazing. Um, tell me fitness wise, I mean, Air Force guy, I mean, I think the Air Force guys do the same boot camp as everybody else, but uh, I don't know where, where were you at fitness wise before F3? What were you doing before? Yeah, don't tell Patton that. He's a Marine. He had, he had, uh, <laughs> well, no, is the chair force a real thing? <laughs> yeah, I have a really nice desk chair, and I can push it around my office pretty well. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the fact of the matter is the Air Force job, uh, just to get into it for a second, the Air Force job is, is more technologically based um, or technology based. We, we do sit at our desks more. We are doing cyber operations. I'm literally a meteorologist. Like, Aside from going outside when I work on an airfield, uh, supporting aircraft, I'm my job now is currently trading new programs and training programs and uh, making us more efficient as weather forecasters uh, to support the warfighter. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of sitting around and versus an army guy whose job is, you know, first and foremost to be a soldier. He's an infantryman. Um, so yeah, there is just to call a spade a spade. There is a different level of requirements for physical fitness um and you know when you're willing to have to take the physical fitness test every six months or a year you know you can you can not eat nachos for about a month and crank out you know three or four runs and you know huff and puff your way around a two-mile track and, and you'll be okay and we have arms as short as a t-rex like i do push-ups are easy so you know it's it's not that hard and you know in some in some sense there's some senses so yeah i wasn't I wasn't in great shape. I'd, I'd let myself go. I was not happy with myself in a multitude of ways or facets, whatever you want to ca call it. And like I said, really putting on the, the senior NCO rank or the master sergeant rank happened at the same time I started F3. And it was a, a big shift for me um, in a lot of lights. And so um, my fitness is, is way higher now. It, it's really great. I'm sure you guys know, like being a dad and my boys are nine and 10 or nine and 12, sorry. Um, so much his 10th birthday for my younger guy. Uh, just being more able to run around with them. My youngest son doesn't grab my stomach anymore and call me fat, which I appreciate. Uh, I don't know if he realizes it, but you know, having him not see me as, as a fat guy is, is nice. Because I was, I, was, I mean, I'm a, I'm a short little weeble wobbly guy. That's just the fact of the matter. I got, I got a big butt what, and big shoulders. You know, <laughs> you know, where was your mental space? And because he, you know, what you said earlier on is, is somewhat different than a lot of the PACS members and how they actually get involved, right? A lot of the times it's someone asking you to come and you say, okay, reluctantly, I'm going to come. But it was almost as if Short Sale had asked you before and then didn't persist and just said, hey, it's there. And then you saw him and said, you know what, I'm going to go. So was there something that was happening at the time? Was it the rank? Was it, 
you know, you with your kids that kind of just got you in the space where you're like, I'm ready to commit to something like this or at least try it out? Sure. Yeah. So, so the rank of master sergeant or being a senior NCO, you are now in charge of mentoring and leading everybody. It's your job to be a leader. And it was a, it was a rank that I had in my, in my mind, like there's two more ranks above my rank. Um, and it'd be great to make those ranks, but this was the rank I felt like I needed to make feel like I was successful. Um, and I could walk away from the Air Force um, when it was my time, satisfied with what I had done um, from a rank, solely a rank position, um, because it's, it's a position I held with esteem. If you see a guy with, with the master sergeant rank on, he or she is, is, a, is a leader. They've been selected to be somebody who, who mentors and takes care of the people they work for. And I guess it just came at a sentimental enough time in my life that I was like, I'm not going to be that guy unless I'm actually going to be that guy and in more than just the stripes on my sleeve. That's not fair. Uh, I want to make sure I'm earning it and I know that I deserve it because it's important to me. Um, and it just so happened to fall in line with finding an incredible group that focuses on leadership and, and self-improvement and mentorship. Um, and I think it was just uh, really good timing. You know, I mean, you know, luckily I think sometimes some of my best EHs, are guys that I bring it up to and I'm like, Hey, this is working for me really well. I really love it. And then I just leave it there. You know, I don't, you know, pestering a guy to come out and, and nagging him. For, it works for some guys um, and maybe leads to great things. But for me, my method of EHing a guy is I'll bring it up once or twice and offer to bring him out a few times, but I don't pressure them. And if they eventually get to a point in their life where they want to come, come along for the journey. And I think, the likelihood of them sticking around is way higher, at least in my personal experience. Maybe guys have a different method that works for them. But for me, you know, the guys at EH by and large have stuck around. And I think that is in part because I EH guys the way I was EH'd by short sale. I love that. I, you know, it's interesting because there is this element of just like being in the right. It's just the timing is, is so crucial. I, I think we definitely hear that. I think I want to get your thoughts from a, a second F perspective because it sounded like, during that first ruck, um, your experience, you, you mentioned like guys were interested, uh, you know, and just the, the fellowship aspect of that. And then, and then the cafeteria, I wonder if you would just share kind of your perspective there on, on like, how did, how did that feel? I mean, it, cause it's great to be seen and known and cared about by guys, people that barely know you, but what was it like from your perspective? Yeah, for sure. Um, like I've kind of mentioned and it's been, been brought up enough before I get into it here, um, is I was going through a divorce, um, and I don't need to get too deep into exactly what was going on and everything like that. But for, for me, it, it was, it was really rough. I didn't have as much time with my boys. I was working a crazy schedule and in my lack of infinite wisdom, uh, I agreed to a parenting plan that gave my ex-wife a lot of control over that time that I would see my children. Um, and it was really hard for me. And I was, I was scraping because, you know, I don't really, like, I like being a meteorologist, but the only thing that I've ever really wanted to be in my entire life was a dad. That's the only thing that I knew I wanted to be since I was a little kid um, was a dad. And that's 99.9% because my dad's freaking incredible. Um, and so when that was stripped away from me, uh, I didn't probably handle it well. I didn't handle it well. There's no probably about it. I didn't handle it well. Um, 
I, I at work, we worked shift work, we worked 24 seven operations, according to weather intelligence around the globe at the time. And so to guarantee myself time with my children, I worked the night shift because that way I was guaranteed to pick my kids up from school every day. So I'd get home, try to be asleep by nine o'clock, wake up at two o'clock, get three hours in with my kids, um, give, give them back to their mom and then try to scrape some more sleep together. And that was my life for like a year and a half. Um, aside from the about 10 to 11 days a month, I got to see my kids. Um, and it was, I was just so hungry to be a dad. Cause I mean, that's the hard, one of the hardest parts of, of a divorce in the first place. Um, it's just, you know, you have this vision of what your life's going to be, um, from a marital standpoint, partnership, uh, and for me and most, a lot of guys like being a dad and, and to know and have to look in the mirror and see your own failures in a relationship. Um, you know, you, you feel like you fail your marriage, your, your spouse, you know, as much as you may be angry at them. Um, but you also failed your children. <laughs> There's nothing uh, that's more of a kick in the balls than that that I've ever experienced. And uh, yeah, I got kicked pretty good. Um, so that was really hard. And on that rock, I walked next to Patton, uh, who took me under his wing for the next few weeks, months. And then he and I formed a shield lock eventually and worked together through a lot of stuff. And he's integral in the D3 group that we have. Uh, he also had been through a divorce and you know, we just talked about all the stuff we went through. You know, it's easy when you first go through a divorce, just feeling alone or embarrassed or like a failure. And to, and there's nowhere really for you to turn. You know, like when you have troubles with your marriage or are going into marriage or becoming a first time dad and everybody's ready to come flying at you with sage advice, <laughs> right? Uh, but when it comes to getting divorced, at least my experience with it was it was a taboo subject. And as embarrassed as I was in myself for whatever reasons, you know, for lack of a better term or just what, calling it what it was, um, I didn't know what to do. Um, I just didn't. And it was really hard, like trying to find a lawyer while you're hemorrhaging money, trying to see your kids, right? And you don't know what you're doing when you're looking for a lawyer. Um, what do you, like, seriously, like you don't, like when you go on Google and the guy's got five stars, what does that mean? you know, uh, okay. And then like, you know, so I, you did, I was just so lost trying to figure out the answers and the answers every time I, I thought I had one was wrong and, and it wasn't the, the right answer for me or for my kids. Um, and so Pat and I kind of connected over that. And then just through pre-running or other conversations, like, and then other guys, you know, I guess kind of eventually turning into the, um, the D3 story, how that, how that started. Um, just to go right into that. Uh, it was just, like I said, I was so lost and I didn't know where to turn for answers. And uh, through my years of experience and I went back to court eventually, I uh, had a fight, fight really hard, um, but I did get 50-50 custody with my boys on a set schedule and things are, are way better for, for myself and for them. And I would like to think for my ex-wife is like, a, like I said, you know, as much as I might be frustrated with that person, um, I definitely don't want to wish too much ill will on her. Um, so yeah, I, I, I learned a lot. I learned, I hope I learned a lot. I feel like I learned a lot. And then I, I saw some guys struggling with it and uh, I'll leave names out of it for, for their own sake. 
Um, but I saw some guys struggling and I, and I reached out to them and, and we worked through different issues. And I was like, dude, this is, this is what you're going through. And, and sometimes you'd be like, well, they're going to meet the boyfriend. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, I need to see him first. And I'm like, there's nothing there for you, man. There's nothing there. Like, what are you going to say to this guy? Like, granted, you are a huge, strong man uh, who does a lot of burpees and push-ups and all those other things. Like, there's, there's nothing, there's no answers for you there. There's no solace for you there. There's, there's nothing for you there. You're just more pain. Um, and then, you know, you still watch him make the mistake and touch the fire like a little kid. Um, and that's which is part of it. Uh, but yeah, like over time conversations just, it was really, it felt really good just in a selfish way to give that to somebody, even if they didn't, necessarily follow my advice every every time um to at least try to help and guide them through those things and let them know hey this this speed bump's coming it's gonna hurt so just heads up and he was like dude that hurt and I was like yeah it really did hurt and you know one of the things that we talk about in, in D3 a lot and I talk to these guys who are just early on in the stages is I'm like man you're gonna hear this this story about how it gets better with time and first off it does uh but also I want you to know that like those words mean nothing to you right now because they don't right like they're the kindest words and it's and it's true and you mean them and you're like you do like i got told by so many people hey in time it's going to get better you're going to get better in time you'll get over it and this and that it'll get better but man when you are in that storm those words they're not they're, they're not a life preserver they mean nothing to you it, it just still hurts um but in this group it's nice because now we're, we're surrounded by guys in this group there's at least 10 plus guys and we're always shifting in and out um coming to different meetings and what's great is there's guys in multiple different stages and have different takes um a guy like Patton since I've talked about him he he's 20 plus years out of a marriage and you know he's and I love him because he's he talks about his gesture being anger and it's so funny because I had a situation come up where about some parenting time situation and because I still need advice right like there's still co-parenting situation deal with and I came to the group and I was like guys here's what's up the this is happening and Patton was just in pure angry Patton form was just like ah screw her this and that and then Thor came in underneath and he's like hey brother just you know think about the kids and, and be kind and be gentle with this situation you're gonna be okay and it's just so funny because there's like a bunch of guys all piped in and gave their advice and you know for the most part just said hey dude no matter what it's gonna be okay and your boys love you um, for me, and that's what I need sometimes is to be reminded that uh, the decisions I'm making, you know, I'm making them good conscience. And what I hope isn't the right thing for the boys or anything else. It's so easy uh, to, to be selfish and think about me or my time with my boys. Um, but it's not my time with my boys. It's it's their time with their mom or with their dad or their grandparents or whatever it is. It's, it's about them and trying to have this group kind of helps recenter you or recenter me at least. So it's been great and I've really loved it and the guys have enjoyed it and it's really unstructured. There's no real, we're not coming in tonight. We're going to talk about finances. We're going to talk about co-parenting plans. Uh, it's just really organic. Guys come in and say, hey, here's what's on my heart tonight. I'm dealing with this struggle. If there's a guy that's new to the group, he'll usually share his story if he feels comfortable doing it and we'll listen to him. And a lot of times just say, yeah, dude, I've been there, which is something you're not used to hearing when you're when you're there and you're going through it so i think a lot of guys just enjoy the fact that they can share their story and like realize that that's not 
you're not unique. I mean, you are, but you know, your story is not unique to just you. And I think that's where the power of this group has come in. And I also want to shout out Gator. He was the first um, guy that came that wasn't divorced. Because I know some guys, it's called the Divorced Dudes and Drinks Club, right? Um, it was divorced dads. And then I realized there were some guys who were divorced and they were like, well, I'm not. And I was like, I'm just trying to be inclusive of everybody. Tater Tot's really good at seeing second and third order effects when I was trying to think of a, a group to have. And I was like, let's do this. And he's like, what? Let's think about these five things. I'm like, I haven't thought about even one of those things. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's why I'm in charge and you're not. So anyways, um, so, so yeah, it's, um, it's, it's been good. And there was a wrong with it. But yeah, it's, just, it's been nice for everybody to kind of just come together and have a really good spot to kind of come into. I feel like we could just do a whole episode on that group. And, you know, there's one thing that you said at the very beginning of that uh, about it being taboo. And I love the idea of you turning something that is taboo into not something that is freely discussed among men and there's a place for you all to go and just have conversations um i think a big thing that we try and focus on or say is like the point of these podcasts that we have is to bring a different perspective of f3 right this is each person each former leader psych perspective on f3 why they love it why they maybe don't love it so much what their experiences have been and you're doing that just with a different topic and i think that is so important for other people and you know, I know someone personally very well that, that has been a part of this group and has really benefited from this group. And I just am very thankful. And I think what you're doing is, is, is great. And I really can't emphasize that enough. And it, it makes, you know, things like this are like what we should be aspiring to do. Um, and I, I love that you guys kind of just ran with it and said, hey, you know what, here is an area where we could be helping guys out and let's do that. And it doesn't have to be this huge structured thing. Come, let's everyone come and be as you are. Let's just have a conversation about it. And let's work through the things that we're all working through. So I really commend you on that, man. Oh, thanks. It's, I'm getting just as much out as everybody else. I know that much. So I, I you know, with it sometimes. What's so interesting, Doppler, is so when we, when I first started F3 and we were really getting into the, into the Q source, this concept of the concentrica comes up. Right. And, and it never fails. You're, you get to like the M and you're like, well, oh, crap, what do we do about the guys in the group that are married? And then you kind of breeze over it because the next one is your shorties. And so a lot of times, well, maybe they're not married, but they have kids and because we didn't know how to solve that problem. Right. And I think um, I, I love that you came in and you you found this opportunity and then have used it to serve other guys. And it's it's totally this moment, you know, of like pulling another guy back, back into the boat, right? You're like, okay, your boat's capsized. Let's build a group to help pull you uh, back into the boat and then come around you and, and help you work through it and see that on the other side, you're probably a better man for it. Um, and I, I just, I'm, I love uh, hearing that story. And I've had, I feel like I've had the same experience just with other things. So, um, and the other thing I guess I just want to comment is like, <clears throat> you've created a space for some guy that normally don't say much at all. Like I think you mentioned Thor's name. I don't hear a whole lot out of Thor, right? But he he participates in this group and I'm sure he adds a ton of value. So it's just like giving a guy that thing he can connect with, uh, that common ground that he can relate to um, because not everybody is going to like a Q source or a Bible study or, you know, so I, I just, I don't know, it's just phenomenal leadership. Um, hey guys, be quiet. I'm on a meeting. Did I not be myself? Sorry. We'll leave that in here. Uh, no, 
I, um, I do want to hear a little bit just so clearly this is you leading uh, other men, but I want to hear a little bit about, I don't know if you have a, a, a good DQ story uh, to share with us or um, also kind of the, the site queue uh, transition as you took that over and led the site what was that like and then um, we always like to hear kind of how you selected your your successor so I don't know if you'd share some details with us there yeah sure so you're asking about my VQ yeah your VQ or or somebody else's if you got a good story there too either oh, or Matt I don't know if I've got a good one for somebody else's I have, there's, I'm sure there's one if I think about it uh, my VQ was kind it was kind of I thought it was nice timing um, it was January 8th which is which was my 40th birthday, right? Right. Make rank, join F3, turn 40. You know, I checked a lot of boxes off in those first two and a half months. Uh, so January 8th, I st- like I said, I joined early November, first week of November. And it was at the Combine, which was the hardest working AO. And I think one thing that we kind of forget now is when you're coming in and you're new and you hear we're the hardest working AO or the darkest day, like those words carry weight. You're like, oh, crap if I'm going to go to the combine I better bring it and you know like I'd heard legends of of plague and his workouts and I was like I'm not going to paradise I knew I wasn't ready for that that's that that smoke I was not coming in there <laughs> not ready at all um so yeah it was it was uh it was my 40th birthday and so I just did uh, a two-man grinder with you know counting to 40 reps with your teammate essentially um and my COT was about my dad. Um, my dad and I share the same birthday, um, so which is really cool. On his 21st birthday, I was born. So it's really cool. Um, so I kind of talked about my, my dad and just part of the reason he's so special to me is uh, my mom battled borderline personality disorder pretty much her whole life. And, and she was hard to grow up with. Um, she was really uneven. It was there were huge highs and huge lows, uh, you know. And it was it was scary at times growing up with her. And my dad was just always so calm. It was always funny. I'd watch movies of like these dads coming home and like wait till your dad gets home and I because you know, like he was gonna like discipline you and I was like freaking begging my dad to come home sooner so the house would be safe, you know, and that he could calm her down. Uh, or, or write the ship or keep things calm. And I don't know how he did it. I don't. And, that's, and like, I remember like going through my divorce. It was, it was, it's my dad and I are really similar. We're like, you know, we're kind of like peas in a pod. Uh, he came up when I, early on in the stages and he was just like, just like words of wisdom. I was just like, dad, like, what can I do to fix it? And he was just like, dude, you're never ever ever is going to be enough for this woman ever and like it was kind of like you know a kick in the pants but it was one of the things i needed to hear too he's like dude it's not you it's it's not you like this like, this relationship is is broken you know again it's not me flinging mud at her it's just our relationship was broken and it wasn't going to get fixed and it didn't matter what i did and i was like how the hell do you know that and he's like yeah i see everything he's like it's like looking in a freaking mirror seeing you go through this and, and, and watching it. And she's like, it's hard for me to see because I, I lived it with your mom. I lived this or that with your mom. Uh, and my dad was just, just great. He is great. Um, we have this really cool Father's Day fishing trip we do every year. 
uh, like, cause all the men in my family get together and go on a fishing trip for like four days for the weekend. And it's like my absolute favorite thing. Um, but I always have, and I always will put them on this pedestal of, of greatness. Um, loving, kind, warm, giving, strong, smart, everything you could want, man. And to share one thing as simple as a birthday with him uh, feels pretty cool. Uh, it's our day, and it's something that will be ours forever, um, as long as I'm alive. Um, so I just love that, and I hold it really sacred. Um, and so I just kind of talked about, talked about him, basically like I did just right now. Um, so yeah, that was that was my VQ, and I've done some really fun VQs. I've had some good COTs about my mom. Um, like I said, she was a mess, um, unfortunately, but you know, I loved her. Uh, and I've had some good, some good mom, some good mom cues. I got to do some aerobics uh, at the combine again recently, which you guys seem to really enjoy. I have to put a whole aerobics one together at some point. Um, yeah, those are fun. Uh, for but then uh, leading into psyche stuff, just the transition. It's a great segue, uh, or no segue, whichever one you want. Um, so armbar came to me in like May or June, uh, and I took over the flag a year ago in July. I was speeding in July, and I remember as we were walking out of Karma, and he was like, "Hey, stop! Let me talk to you for a second. And I thought my mouth had finally got me in trouble because uh, I, I swear a lot, and I'm not afraid to talk shit. Uh, and I'll get, you know, that's why Mufasa has always been one of my favorites, is because you know we can go head to head. And now LPC, God, I love talking shit to LPC. It's not much more fun than talking crap to a Marine who you have to talk real slow to and use small words. It's the best. Um, so he's let me talk to you for a second. And I was like, oh boy, here we go. What have I done? This is this when I got kicked out of F3 for being a smart ass. And he's like, hey, um, I think I think I might be wanting you to take over the flag here at Top Rope. And I was like, oh man, that's awesome. Um, so as you really said, we started talking about it and it was great. Um, he's he's a wrestling coach and I was coaching wrestling for my son's club team at the time. Not that I have some story past in wrestling i don't i just love the sport i think it's incredible um and like it's the best way to face failure ever for any anybody because it's face down on a map realizing you're not good enough which is pretty daunting um anyway so he it was great i got to take over this take this flag and it was really cool and i was really excited um he was excited that he found somebody that was also under five seven to take the flag um you know so that was cool and when i got that flag um I jokingly was like, look at me, I did it. Uh, it's all about me, I'm in charge now. Um, but I think we all know that none of us are getting where we're at, we're at without support and love from the guys around us in, the, in that circle. And so it was really fun uh, to get that flag. And it was, it was a great, for me, it felt like a great next step. It was something, F3 was something I loved and cared about and was passionate about. And uh, when you get that flag, I think as you guys know, you suddenly own a part of it in a way, and I don't mean like an ownership standpoint, but I mean like man, you, you really, you're really bought in right now because everything that you do represents F3 and F3 Omaha. And you, in my opinion, I was like, you better not mess this up. You know what I mean? There's, cause I look around that circle and I see other guys with their flags. And you know, in my opinion, in my, in, I was like, man, I'm not gonna screw it up for tater tot. I'm not screwing this up for khakis. I'm not screwing up the flag, any of these guys, you know, like, cause you just, I still look up to all those guys, all you guys. I still look up to you because you've been around longer than me, and I know the kind of men you are and the, the, the challenges you face and overcome. Like, man, if I can't respect that, I don't know what's wrong with me. 
Uh, so yeah, it was just, just buying into that. And I was just so excited to be part of that, that leadership team uh, and help take Omaha wherever we went. Um, top rope's kind of fun, uh, kind of fits my personality, kind of in your face, braggadocious, if you will, which is one of Tater Tot's favorite words. Um, so yeah, I, I really liked it. It was also a spot for some creativity, kind of come, let your freak flag fly a little bit. And when it was time for me to start looking for somebody new, um, I also thought it'd be fun to keep it somewhat in a wrestling family and Superfly, uh, and I came pretty close. He started coming out a lot more. He came out, he was an early F3 boy, uh, but he, he lost his way for a bit and uh, re reconnected. And when he, when he reconnected, he, he realized what he had lost and he jumped in with both feet. And it kind of reminded me in some ways of where I was at when I found it for this jump in with his feet. And man, he was passionate and excited and happy to be there and full of positive energy. Um, and uh, Mother Goose and I sat down one day because he was like, hey, let's talk because our sites are fairly close. He's like, who are you, who are you looking at to take your flag over? And uh, we had a list and I was like, this guy or this guy. He's like, oh, he's like, I think of that guy too. And I was like, well, let's talk, let's talk to them and see what they think. And then he ended up going with Oompa because Oompa was also on my list. Uh, but he was like, let me get Oompa. He's like, and I was like, that makes sense. Oompa lives closer to your site anyways. It worked out good. Uh, was a really good, really good shift for that one. And then I Superfly is really close to to, to top rope. Um, and then Superfly and his got got it got pregnant again. <laughs> and they're like due in October. And I was like, dude, uh, you sure you want this flag still? And he, yeah, he came up with the best answer that like, anybody could have asked for. He's like, no, this will make sure I get my butt out of bed every week, and I won't lose it again. And I was like, hell yeah, man. And so I'm, I'm so excited for him on so many levels, right? To be a dad, he's having a little girl and he's so excited about it and all these cool things. And uh, now he's got this shovel flag baby to take care of. Yeah. To help him get ready for those, those early mornings. So yeah, I'm excited for him. Well, he meets the height requirements, right? I think that was the other. Again, yeah, <laughs> he, 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 was a, he, he was a wrestler and, and he meets the height requirements. So, you know, no... No site cues above five eight is our is our hard fast rule. I don't know if there's actual. I don't think any of us feel like writing it down, but it's it's a unwritten rule. Yeah, well, I I do. I mean, I, I have a ton of respect for you as a leader, and and you've done a great job with that site. I think um, one of the questions I so you mentioned kind of the the timing, right? You were entering more of a leadership role uh, in your profession, and then you, now you've got this leadership role within F three. And our mission, right, is to reinvigorate male community leadership. So, I mean, do you feel like between your VQ, being around other guys, um, I mean, there's a lot of components there, but but how did we do? Do you feel like F3 kind of helped you grow as a leader or what would be your your thought there? Sure. Sure. I know that I like to hit all, all three Fs, so I'll try to focus on that one for us here. Um, fitness, for sure. I feel like I'm in way better shape, you know, whether it's the weight loss, whether it's just feeling, I think a lot of guys understand this too, like, and feeling confident when you take your shirt off, you know, there's something to be said for, for living years in your mid thirties of being like, oh man, I want to go to the pool, but kind of fat. I don't really feel super excited to take my shirt off. And then like, not that I'm in like some absolute, I'm no chicklets, but you know, like I can take my shirt off now and be like, all right, cool. Like I'm confident in my body. And maybe that's a multitude of things and just, you know, personal mental health growth as well. But uh, I'm way more confident there physically. Uh, second F 
I've heard people say it before, but man, every day at 530, I see all my best friends, you know? So I love it. And I get to have coffee with them every day and it's the best start to the day, period, end of sentence. And then um, third F, uh, I'm not really uh, a man of, of, of faith in a, in a religious uh, traditional format. Um, but you and I have got to have some cool conversations about our faith and um, something that I've always tried to be really careful with uh, when it comes to faith, just because for me, it's something I've been, I've really kind of stiff-armed and kept away from my life for a long time. And that's a whole other long story that we don't need to get into, uh, but we can if we want to talk forever. Uh, <laughs> but that was something I just kind of kept, kept at arm's reach from my teenage years, just frustrations I had with the church my mom was at. Um, and how they're treating my sister or whatever. Like I said, longer story, but um, I luckily through my faith journey that has been helped, you know, whatever it is, either it's conversations with you. I had a one-on-one -on -one lunchtime queen service beat down with Splinter Cell one day and um, just talked to him about his faith and I talked to him about my faith um, or lack thereof, if you will. And, and we just, it's nice that I, I finally come to the realization of my, my big my personal big frustration with organized religion in a very broad sense um, was I felt so much judgment from people of faith, um, whatever that was, I was going to burn in hell for all eternity because I didn't believe in, in God or Jesus or um, they didn't agree with certain aspects of my family's life or they didn't believe in this or didn't believe in that. And, and I was so frustrated, and mad, at them in, in many ways and I just had anger there. Um, and then I suddenly realized that I'm sitting here mad at this swath of people, none of which I actually know or take the time to talk to. Um, and and it was was oddly enough it was like just talking to talking to you, talking to Splinter Cell and realize like it's just love, you know, like the reason that you would want me to be part of your faith is because you love me. And even if I don't agree with you, you can still love me and, and I can love you and stop judging you just like how I fear you're judging me. Um, and, and being surrounded by men who so willingly and openly love you for exactly who you are uh, has made that faith transition and acceptance of, um, a lot easier for me and really nice and a much better and happier place you know, great conversations I've had with you, cataracts, splinter cell, at least had um, even grills, you know, it's just great combos I've got to have with you guys. Um, I've really enjoyed just helping my eyes more and more to parts of your faith that are so special. And no, of course you hold it so closely and dear to your heart because it's this incredible gift that you get to share and have with your family. And uh, F3 has helped me learn to love and respect that so much much for you guys and what's not necessarily my faith. Um, so yeah, I think it's really helped me grow in that F3 light. And then just, I love being part of just shout out Wentworth. Um, I love getting to do as much as I can with the community. I haven't got to do as much lately because it's baseball season. Like we were talking about before we started recording, baseball season consumes all hours of the day in summertime. Um, so in a good, easy way to hide, I have not done as much F3 stuff as I would like to, but I promise to go buy diapers for 1776. Yes. How about that? Yeah, I, you know, it's so cool. I, I'll never forget. I had given a COT or something that was like, you know, ultimately it was like, you know, uh, 
spend time with Jesus or reflecting at the cross and you caught me after and, and you, you were so curious. And I, and I love that approach. Right. Cause like, I don't, you know, I'm just saying what's on my mind most of the time. And um, you were like, how do you do that? Like, what does that look like? Like, how do you physically, like, what do you, what do you do? And, and it just, it opened my eyes, right. To like, wow, how many times I would say something like that, that's kind of cliche and, and like, you know, and so I just, I really appreciate just your approach and um, curiosity out of it. And, and, you know, I think I struggle um, with organized religion also just because there's kind of this mentality of like, like the goal is to change people's minds and like, well, no, the goal is to love people for who they are, where they are. And if you have, you know, an encounter or relationship with God or that sort of thing, like God, God is the one that will change your mind or guide you to where you need to go. It's really, um, my job is just to love other people. And I think uh, we get mixed up. We get mixed up sometimes in in what the goal is there. So I just, I appreciate you being vulnerable and, um, I'll never forget that. That was probably one of my favorite post COT conversations because it was just so raw, right? And it's and so honest. So thank you for that. Um, Thanks, that's cool. I, I am curious. I want to know. Um, we've talked a lot about your dad, uh, and I, I guess I'm just I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, invigorating male community leadership, and um, uh, you've got this great uh, mentor, right? And um, I know you you've told us a lot about him, but. I mean, how much of like being a good male leader in the community do you think is, is just, is being a good father? I mean, we've had some conversations about our kids and, and parenting. And I mean, it, I mean, I don't know. It just, it seems like a lot of the uh, influence in your life that made you a great leader and, you know, as your inspiration has been your, your dad. So maybe we need to uh, encourage guys to spend more time thinking there. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that? Just curious. Well, sure. And, and I would, flip that right back to you and say, I mean, look at you go and, and pony, you know, we started five minutes late. So you could be a dad, you know, you took pony took time off today to be a dad on a special day for you and your family. Is, is that not exactly what we're trying to do? Right. Plague you've taken time away from, from the first F specifically to focus on your concentrica. Is, is there, you know, it, do you need it like after, after being an F3 for a while, right? After being after you for a while, you said, oh, wow, hold on. Let me look at this concentrica and really focus my energy there. To be a better father, I'm sure, was a huge piece of that. And, and whether, you know, which came first, chicken or the egg, right? Um, but, I mean, of course, right? Of course, being a great dad, I mean, it, it bleeds into everything. I mean, absolutely everything. I mean, and we see it across... I mean, inside and outside of F3, right? Um, it's why uh, I think in a lot of large parts, we love being connected with Boys Town at the Oracle. You know, we have children in our community who, you know, need some love and guidance. And even if we're not there specifically with our, you know, involved in their day-to-day lives, feel a connection to those children. Um, the, you know, brick builder with Sparty, you know, look at that. I remember, I remember his, his combine COT when he said, how am I going to leave a legacy? And God dang it. He sure is doing it right now. God, it's so much fun to watch a man like that accelerate. I just yeah. absolutely love being in the same circle with men like him Yeah. Uh, because it's inspiring. And, and, you know, and at the same time, he's a great dad. 
God, I, I see him at baseball practice. I see him loving his kids. Um, and I say all this, and I also have stepped in the middle of that circle at the farm specifically one morning, talking about how I just cussed my kids out the day before, the day before they went back to their mom's house, and how ashamed of myself I was of, as a father. Like, I'm going to see my kids for five days, and the last thing I did was swear at them because they weren't brushing their teeth or they were like in a fight about brushing their teeth, something stupid. Yeah. And I was just so ashamed of myself and so mad at myself. And guys came up to me and were like, dude, your kids know you love them. Like, like, and I, I was like, they're like, what'd you do to fix it? And I'm like, well, I called them. I, I got on the way to school. I apologized and told them I was wrong. And that, you know, I make mistakes too. And, you know, as long as you can own them and say that you're sorry for them, like doesn't fix it, but it's a, a good step. Um, and, you know, just talking to guys like Wentworth and, reminded me that hey it's okay you're gonna make mistakes yeah, as, as great of a father as you might want to be or think you are you're gonna make mistakes that's for sure <laughs> yeah well it's it's the the leadership development process right where failure is like the key component right it's the you know i i, I love that uh, i do want to get your thoughts on you know we we uh we actually had a full episode on this so maybe we'll have to do another one here but um what advice would you give to uh, a new guy, to a, an FNG, a guy that first shows up? Because um, you had a pretty unique, uh, positive experience right in the first couple of weeks. But what would you tell that new guy just starting out? Yeah, I don't know if I have any words of wisdom that haven't already been blessed to this this podcast. It's and I'm not sure how many FNGs are listening to episode 50, whatever this is. Yeah, um, they haven't already heard. I mean, I would say coffee, cafeteria, and if you've if you're able to get up at 5.30, try getting up at 5 and do a pre-run. Um, and do the Murph sooner than you think you're ready to. Uh, I, would, I would really encourage it. And this sounds like, sound stupid because so many guys are afraid of it. Myself was included. Uh, afraid of the Murph. So many FNGs hear this Murph and that they see guys like both of you guys running around, smashing this thing, ripping pull-ups off. Like it's no big deal. And they're like, mm-mm. Because... I think sometimes we forget that as much as we're pushing ourselves in the morning, it's pretty easy to hide and do some Merkins on your knees and not do all the burpees and not do everything. But man, when you got to run two miles, it's pretty easy to be identified as a six. It just is. Um, and that's really scary, right? It's, it's really scary for a new guy to, he's just trying so hard to fit in. And now he has to stand out as what he will perceive as the weak link. And I think guys who've been around long enough know that that is the opposite of what he is at that moment. There's nothing I love more than either A, being grabbing the six and running with that guy and having a chance to get to know him. Or and I even love more than that, even though I get kind of mad about it sometimes, is when somebody beats me there to the six and, and he gets that conversation because I, I, get, I, I really love that part of it. And when I see somebody else back there, I'm like, oh, dang, he got to first. Um, but gosh, I love it. You know, um, yeah, so do the Murph challenge stuff because you also see the most growth there. And like, I could barely do one my first my first month or so in. I was terrible. And then I triple Murphed on Memorial Day. I did all three and I did all the pull-ups and I was like, hell yeah. Nice. It was like, it was so easy to see how much I had accelerated, you know? I was, so yeah, do the Murph. Yeah. And the guys bring an FNGs, uh, stay with them. Make sure you care about them. You know, don't just grab an FNG to say I brought an FNG and I gave him a stupid name. You know, make sure you care about make sure you care about that guy because otherwise, why are you bringing him? Yeah, 
I like that. That's, that's really good advice. I, also curious, uh, anything that we should be have on our minds as, as we see you, anything you need encouragement on or uh, just things we could be uh, thinking, thinking about for you or praying for you about? Um, you know, I've been good. I've been pretty good lately. Um, I just, I'm trying to, I think, hit by my next step. Right, I just handed my shovel flag off a couple weeks ago. Um, but I think I'm excited to start diving into D3 more, uh, which is, again, divorced dudes and drinks, which does not have to be alcoholic. It can be anything. And I meant to shadow Gator earlier. I think I did. But he's a guy that is married and everything's things are cool. But he comes out just to support us and listen to us, which, um, gosh, there's so much value in that because sometimes it's you don't know if you're just, like I said, kind of like, oh, nobody really wants to talk to the divorced guys. Not that there's, that there's, I don't think there's any big stigma. I'm not, I'm not trying to say there is, but having a guy like that come out has been really cool um, and been really nice to see. So I would say, yeah, just maybe ask where I'm at on, on D3 and, and ask about it because, man, there's a lot of guys out there that are going through some struggles. And maybe, maybe I know a guy who's at the meeting that I see you running with, be like, hey, dude, check on that guy. Um, because I'm not going to do it by myself. That's for dang sure. That's why I started, started the group so we could have the group and, like you talked about Thor and how he's quiet. Gosh, that guy has become a real leader um, in, in, in the D3 ranks, if you will. Um, he's, he's learned a lot. He's really found out who he is, which is just, I think, as we all know, not just a V-neck wearing, broad-shouldered, good-looking, nice dude. Uh, he's really got his, stuff, he's got his stuff together on so many levels, and it's so nice to see him now helping other guys out because uh, he really is. Awesome. So, yeah, just, I guess, ask about that. Yeah, I just to comment on that really quick with Gator attending. I, one of my biggest fears when I w- was just starting out in recovery was that that people who weren't in recovery would never understand me and would never accept me, right? And so, like this element of like somebody who maybe hasn't been through it, still listening, trying to understand, and then loving you and accepting you regardless, um, I think is very powerful. No matter what, no matter what the kind of thing is, um, just realizing that you know, there are other people that, uh, that want to understand and, and just love you anyway. So that's really cool. I love that you're doing that. It's been phenomenal, man. I, uh, Pony, I think had to jump off and, uh, be a full-time dad here. Uh, so let's, we'll do, we'll do name Rama. Uh, I'll try to capture his name here, I guess. So, um, we'll start I've with been practicing my name. Oh, have, have you? Okay. Uh, so let's do, uh, John Whitworth. I think he's, he's only like, 25 uh he's just so young 25 pony express Yay. <laughs> nice uh brady play already 36 the plague the plague uh brian johnson 41 doppler doppler boop. thanks man <laughs> is it bloop or boop you know what you gotta just do what i don't really know i've heard both i've heard doop bloop and boop okay just go for it i love it man hey thanks for your time